actor, author, certified life coach, encourager, family man, dynamic inspirational speaker, and so much more. Welcome to my podcast, Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Welcome to another episode of Get Your Positivity with Harold Keith. Now, listen, I know we've been heating it up with our last couple episodes, and I have been enjoying them thoroughly. So thank you. Shout out to everybody who's been supporting it, everybody who has been listening, watching, commenting, subscribing. Yes, you know, we need some subscribers. You know, we need need to get it all right, okay? So with all that being said, I'm just so excited today. I have a guest who I adore, who I love, and I'm just so glad that, again, she said yes to joining us on this episode. So for those who don't know, you're about to find out this episode is called Choose to Love Again. So before I get into all of that, it's only right that I bring on my guest, Cheryl Albany. What's up, Cheryl? Hey, hey, hey. I am so happy to be here, Harold. Thank you so much for having me today. Listen, I am glad that you made the time because I don't know where you are nowadays right now. You could be in Paris. I wake up in the morning, you're in Vegas. Then I look at noon and I check again and you're in Miami. And then you're like, let's meet up. And I'm like, okay, I'm free. I'm off of work. And you're like, hold up, wait, I'm gone already. I'll be back next week. I'm in LA. So I, I just, I can't keep up with you. The one thing I can keep up with is this glow that you've been having and that you got going on. And I love it. I love to see it. I know some of your story, not all of your story, but I'm excited just to have you on because I know there is a lot of women out there, a lot of men out there who have been in some relationships and they just feel like that was it. And there's no hope and there's no love again. There's no new relationship. It's kind of like, that's it. I'm damaged goods and I'm done. And I know you've been through some things and that also includes the topic that gets a little uncomfortable sometimes for people of divorce. Um, But you're here to talk your truth. But before we even get into that, I want people to know who is Cheryl Albany. So tell them a little bit about yourself, a little bit about where you came from, what you're all about. Tell them that you are just all that in a bag of chips. Yeah, I took it back. Super bad all day long is what I like to say from Miss Gloria Mayfield Banks. Um, so I'm originally from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and I moved to the DMV about 11 years ago. Uh, so it's definitely home now. I do go home here and there just to see family and friends. But on a whim, I took a job transfer um, from Philadelphia to here two weeks, Harold. I didn't even think I would get the job. I just threw my hat in the, threw my, what's, what do they say? Through my head in. <laughs> and it came back tenfold. They called me and said, yep, we want you to start in two weeks. And I was like, what? Thank goodness for a savings account, Harold, because in those two <laughs> weeks, I made it happen. But Harold, I think it was that decision that kind of started everything in my relationship. I was in a relationship at that time. And I didn't talk to my partner about it. I selfishly took that transfer and told him about it when I said yes and that I needed somebody to drive the U-Haul three hours down the road. But here I am. It was the best decision I made ultimately 
um, to move from your hometown, meet new people, do different things, be exposed to new opportunities. Um, and I am with the federal government full time. I absolutely love to travel. I love to dance and I love to eat well in that order. <laughs> and um, so that was about 11 years ago. And then, yeah, here we are today. Wow. So. All right. We're going to get into a lot of things. So that is <laughs> where we are today. So for those who know, we always try to make sure we pull. We don't try. We do. We pull the positivity out of every situation we've been in. And so since we're moving on to our main topic, it's only right that we introduce our Get Your Positivity segment. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, we're back. All right, so <laughs> here, we, here we are. So, Cheryl, let's just talk about just life, okay? Let's let's talk about life because that's something that a lot of us struggle with. Life is what it is. Sometimes we can't always control um, everything that happens in life. Um, life is based on choices and decisions, yes, Indeed. and... It's a domino effect every time. And every many time. people, you know, don't take accountability for the choices that they made that land them in certain situations. And I always say that until you hold yourself accountable with something, you will never have peace with it. You know, so let's talk about choosing to love again, because I know that you've met this man and I know he has you doing flips and dips and twirls and all kinds of things. And I want to get to that. But before we get to where you are now, we have to talk about where you've been. And I've known you in your previous marriage. And I see you now. And I see the difference. I feel the difference. So I know you're living different. So you brought up something about where things may have started in the turn of your former relationship. And you made a decision for you. Correct. And they kind of went along with it because they had no choice. You were married at that point or were you guys? We were just... Girlfriend and boyfriend, and we were about six months in. Okay. So, I mean, okay, okay. All right, I'm going to let that I mean, be. we were committed. It was serious. It was serious. So, All right. Yeah, it was. We were living together at that point as well. So, the wow. question is, if it's serious, if you're committed, how do you make such a huge decision without a conversation? Mm -hmm. It was like, as I reflect on little things, because after my divorce, Two years, single, celibate, and in therapy, working deep on what Cheryl had to do with divorce. Because it's, it's not always just one person's fault. We both played the part. And as I reflected, it started with that. Why couldn't you have the conversation? Harold, it wasn't that I couldn't have it. I didn't feel like I needed to. Mm. Did I respect my partner enough to even care if he said go or not because I'm going and that was the first problem but like you said he went along with it strong alpha woman and a yes man it was a bad combination from the start and then you got married four months later 
four months later. Roller coaster. Yeah, so we I'm, met in June. Because I'm just like hearing this stuff, some of this stuff for the first time, because I never knew the whole story. I mean, you know, you already know how we roll, but some things yeah. you just don't even need to discuss because it just doesn't even matter. But just to sit here and hear this, here you are six months in and you're living together and then you move. Okay. And then four months later, you're married. He proposes. He proposes. He proposes. Yeah. Okay. He proposes. And, and then, then four months later, married. So all within all of this happened within a year of meeting him. So I'm going to ask you this question because <laughs> I know other people are thinking this too. Like, and I want to ask this out of curiosity. So did you, how long were you guys dating before you actually moved in together? Two months. Okay. So did you, do you feel like reflecting that was too fast or do you feel like you like no. have no regrets about that? You thought that was like perfect. That was it. That was perfect. So, so I'm not the type of person, um, and he wasn't either, that we're going to go by societal norms or that we're going to work on normal timelines. We are feelers. If it feels good and it feels right, we're going to go with it. And in that moment, it felt right. I mean, we were seeing each other every day, over each other's houses every day. It just felt right. And it just felt right to move in that direction at that pace. So zero regrets with how fast we moved in together. Zero regrets with how fast, you know, us moving down here, um, the proposal, the marriage, zero, zero regrets. The regret doesn't come until about year six. But in the beginning, everything was perfect. He was different than my ex. Because even with my ex, you know, breakups are hard. Yes. And, and, and in that state of breakup, you feel like, what, what, you know, there is no one else. I don't want to be vulnerable with someone again. I don't want to trust again. I don't want to put myself out there again. I'm just over it. But he was different. Um, I tried uh, someone that's not my type um, to see how that worked out. And it was working out. It was like, wow. Thank you, God. <laughs> but at that time, it was perfect. So no, no regrets on how fast we moved. It felt right and we did what we felt and it worked for us at that time. Okay, so here we are. So you're married and then of course things happen. All right, things happen. And now you get into a space where there's a divorce on the table. How did you feel about even the topic of divorce? You know, when you get married, and this was my first marriage, um, when you get married, you get married with the intention of it, it being it, that you take your vows seriously. Um, and that when you say, I do forever, and for better or for worse, that you mean just that. Um, and I took all of that to heart. Um, and so the before better was the first nine years, I mean, we were, anybody who follows me on Facebook know Team Albany was like it, okay? <laughs> like you couldn't tell us anything. We were traveling, we were living, we were eating well. I mean, everything was perfect. It, it seemed perfect. I didn't even know what everybody else saw that they're telling me now what they saw, but nobody kind of had the guts to say, but everybody else saw what I 
um, put a cover over the mirror on. And so around year 10, it was like, so things that were swept under the rug, now that rug is getting a little bumpy and, and we're feeling it, we're feeling it. And like you said, every day we have to make a choice and choices needed to be made. And you know, we never wanna get into, uh, in a marriage, someone having to choose their spouse over their family. Never wanna have those type of discussions. But when there's disrespect on the table, when there's foul language on the table, when there's physical interactions on the table, something has to change. A choice has to be made. And so when someone refuses to make a choice, then I have to make a choice. And that's what I did. I, I made the choice to remove myself from a longstanding all that disrespect from family. And so since he couldn't handle that and put a stop to that, I chose to remove myself. And so I brought up the topic of divorce. I brought up, I'm taking the gloves off. I'm tired of fighting them for us when it should be, it doesn't, it shouldn't have to be us against them, right? It's a blended family. You know, we married into each other's mess. But when it's blatant that conversations aren't being had, if someone feels a way and it's just too much and it's truly affecting our peace that we, you know, work so hard to build, mm -hmm. I have to remove myself. You know, it's this TikTok video where on the background, it's like, show us a time where you were at the lowest point in your life. And you know how many women are showing moments of them like partying and with different spouses and the times where outwardly people think like you're the happiest living your best life. And you're really like underneath of the table crying somewhere. Harold, that was that was us at 11 years at 10 years. in. You know. And this hearing you talk about that and just think about some of my past situations, thinking about some of the things that I know some of my friends and stuff are going and growing through. It's like sometimes because of how much time is invested, we feel guilty and making decisions that are really best for us and our happiness. And, and saying that for those who are listening and those who are watching, it's okay to choose you and your happiness. It's not okay to compromise who you are, who you've been called to be just for the sake of a reputation or because you feel like this is what the norm is supposed to be. And I think mm -hmm. we're living in a world where- To settle. Things change. So now we're settling based on things that don't apply to the current day in a certain sense, you know? So and it, it's it's kind of sad because sometimes we stay too long in something and it breaks us completely to the point that when it really is over, we still don't want to let that go. And it weighs us down. It tears us apart. It, it takes strips us of who we are as an individual. Yes, That's we're true. willing to compromise everything we stand for, everything we believe in, just to save an idea of what Isn't that crazy? It's, 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 just, so, it's so true, Harry. It's so true. It's so true. 
it blows my mind because we're so afraid of what's next. We're so afraid to, okay, we've been combining these bills for so long. We've been doing this together for so long. Now I got to do this by myself, but wait, I'm going to sacrifice working and stuff so that way I can support the kids or I can do this or I can do that. So where am I supposed to start? Where am I supposed to, how am I supposed to start over? What does that look like? What does that feel like? Fear. Fear will keep you from reaping the harvest. Fear will keep you from really experiencing what love is meant to be. Love is what they say. They say it's patient. It's kind. I can go there. It should be all those things. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it doesn't look necessarily like the Huxtables. It doesn't look necessarily like, you know, these these famous TV families that showed what it was. I mean, times have changed. And we need to always be true to who we are as people. Once you're very true and understand who you are, then you understand what you need. Once you understand what you need, you don't settle for anything else because you know what you deserve. So here you are in your situation, right? And you had to make a choice, a choice that you didn't see coming those years ago. However, you knew it got to a point where it just wasn't healthy for you anymore. So you had to make this, 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 this change. And I know after a divorce, after a breakup, it's hard. You, so many things happen. So many people go into depression. So many people just get sick. So many people just don't know what to do with their lives. And you mentioned some things earlier on the episode that you had to do for you before you could choose to love again. And with that being said, what was it like after the divorce? Like, how did that impact you? What made you say, I need to go talk to somebody? What made you say, I need to do this for myself? What made you say, you know what? I'm not hooking up. I'm not dating. I'm not doing anything for this amount of time. What made you decide to really focus in on you? Because I know a lot of people, and I'm guilty of this in the past as well. You go from one thing and you want to heal, but you're not even healed because you're on to the next. Now, I don't feel that Sometimes when things are right, they're just right. But you have to also be a strong person to apply what you've learned previously that quick. Because sometimes you don't know. You're so lost in it that you don't even know what you want. And then you're getting in a whole situation and you're in a situation where you think you know what you want and you don't. So the best thing to do is to take time for you and really have that moment with oneself and get to know who you are. So with all that being said, during that transition time, what was that like for you? I know it wasn't the easiest. So what made you form these conclusions? What made you say, this is what I got to do? Was it like an immediate removal from the situation? Like, how did this play out for you? So um, we, we separated in the middle of August and our lease was up on September 1st. And so... Mind you, from the time that I served him with the papers to the separation, we were still kind of fighting behind the scenes. Like, are we are we really going to do this? You know, are we are we really, really going to do this? And Harold, it wasn't until the middle of August where he sent me a text to say I signed the lease. You signed the lease. Oh, okay. So that means I have two weeks to go 
and sign a lease somewhere too. So I guess this is for real, for real. And so um, I only had one person who kind of knew everything that was going on and that was my mom. And she was like, honestly, the only way to start over is to truly start over like you did 10 years ago, move. So at that time we were living in Virginia, uh, Woodbridge, Virginia. And so the first step she said, remove yourself from the entire area. So I signed a lease and moved to Washington, DC. Surely it's just up the street, but different locale, different zip code, to me is completely removed. And I also work in DC, so it was perfect. Um, but the crazy thing, Harold, is in that next, that very next year, him and I were supposed to move to DC together. Wow. And here I made the move solo. So that was number one, move. Awesome dream team helped me move, get settled. We took all the cloths off of the mirror. And Harold, when I looked in that mirror for the first time after I got settled, I didn't like what I saw. I was 242 pounds. I was like missing a lot of days from work. I was like breaking out. Like, like it was just crazy what I saw in the mirror. And that's when I realized I had a lot of work to do because I had compromised so much. I gave so much of myself that my reflection, it just didn't matter. All I was worried about was my man and my marriage. And so we got we to gotta start reversing those things. So the restart happened, boom, move somewhere else. And then I said, you know what? It took two. So I need to dig deep to see what I did to cause. So I'm not taking my toxic traits to the next, if there's gonna be a next. Cause Harold, I was not even thinking about dating, uh, I was a bartender at that time, part-time. Men are trying to come in. I'm just, I'm not interested. You know, I am over like closed, not interested. And so self-help books, I mean, reading, listening. And then I was like, you know what? I need to get it out. Because coming home after work, watching Netflix, cooking dinner for one, I was just like, this is a complete 180 for my life. Like I'm used to cooking for two. I am used to coming home and we hitting happy hours or traveling after work. I mean, this like, this is scary. Like this house is quiet. The bed is cold and I'm tired of crying. And so I need to go and see someone. And, you know, there's a stigma against therapy, but you all, that was one of the best decisions I made next to to moving from Philly is on, deciding. Say that again. What was one of your best decisions? Because that is a stigma that people are against. But therapy, therapy. it yeah. is. I don't know why. I don't know why folks think like because you seek therapy that like there's something wrong with you or something deeper or I, I, I don't know the mindset, but it was one of the best decisions I made because getting it out. And it's a stranger. This is a professional stranger that's trained and paid to listen and dissect what you give them. Mm-hmm. And holding it in isn't working. So why not try something else? And I met her. I mean, I interviewed about four of them because not all of them are good. <laughs> so I interviewed about four. And when I found her, I mean, 
it was like a match made in heaven. She became my partner. I didn't need a relationship because I was so focused on rebuilding a relationship with myself Mm. so that I could be happy with the person that I saw in the mirror. I had to focus on that first, self, self self-care. It's not selfish. And it was needed after 10 years. Wow. So during that time, I feel like sometimes people avoid that step because they really are afraid of what they're really going to discover about themselves. That is so true. Because and she, she led like, with that. She right. led with that. She said, I'm going to bring some things out of you that you're going to be like, I can't believe I said that. I can't believe that I did that. Like, right. it's really my fault. Because that accountability on 100. Everything. Because we believe sometimes that we see ourselves in one way that we don't even see how a situation can alter us or how we may have been offensive and didn't even realize it or how because we've compromised so much that we've become this person that we don't even recognize no more because we're still fighting for who we are inside. But because of all these emotions that we're dealing with inside, we don't realize how we're portraying them on the outside. Say that again. So I can't say that again because that was the last thing. Because <laughs> that was it. That was yeah. it. Like you are you are going through a whole change and don't even realize that it's you that changed. <laughs> and so with that being said, you go through this divorce, you take some time, you really focus on you. Now I know, I mean, focus on you is hard, but you know, a lot of people feel that. They need affection. They, they look for the things that they were no longer getting in their situation to feel whole. So you made us, you said, listen, I'm not doing no hanky panky. Okay. I'm going to no. say it like that. I'm not dating. <laughs> no. I'm not doing none of that. And I know, I mean, come on. I know that had, couldn't have been the easiest thing in the world, but was it easy? I don't know. Cause maybe when you're getting to know you and you're so focused on you that you don't have time for anything else. I mean, that, that could have been the situation, but how was that for you? Cause you know, there's a lot of people out here to be like, you know, girl, I give you power to this. <laughs> no, that was it. My, my therapist, she gave me homework and she did. She consumed my life with me. So of course those lonely cold nights in the bed. Sure. Did it cross my mind? Absolutely. As I'm working at the bar and these fine men are coming in there, (laughs) of course. But I remember that it wasn't about any of them. This Mm -hmm. moment was about Cheryl. And Cheryl had to write down every single day 10 things that Cheryl could do for herself. Now, that is hard. That is hard. 10 things every day. Every day. And, And sometimes I even look back on my journal and just like, Girl, what were you coming up with? But you'd be surprised how much stuff we just put to the side yes. because we are worrying about someone else or something else. And I honestly think that's what kind of got me through that. I was just I was just busy doing Cheryl, um, just getting to the root of what Cheryl needed to turn back around. Because Cheryl in those 10 years wasn't Cheryl in 2009. So I was fighting to get 2009 Cheryl back. And so dating, I didn't have time for that because I was dating myself. I mean, that was the most that I took my solo trips. 
Um, I would take the solo trips at least twice a year. But during that time, it was just me exploring and just getting to know myself on a completely different level. And sure, the, the no sex thing was definitely hard some nights. But when you got a bob, you're good. That's <laughs> <laughs> just flash. It's just flash. And, and it's just temporary. You know, right. we, we were in it for a bigger goal. So exactly. sex is a distraction when you're really trying to get yourself back. I always like to say sometimes that it's important to choose you because you're the one that you have to deal with for the rest of your life. That is true. Anyone else can come and go, but you will always have to deal with you. No matter what the version is, you will always have to deal with you. So it's best you take care of you. And, and that is when you take care of you, when you take care of you, <laughs> Let me see again. No, Keto, will you take care of you? <laughs> but when you take care of you, it's easier for you to guide someone else on how you want to be taken care of. Um, so so if, if you are putting that power in someone else's hands, then I could potentially go down the same path that I was before, right? Not really having a voice of knowing what I wanted and what I wanted out of what I was in. I needed to tap back into that. All right. So we've been talked about all that kind of stuff. And we got into the place where you sacrificed and you really took time to focus on you. So let's talk about the decision to choose <laughs> to love again. OK, let's talk about it. OK, so my now, therapist. She's now, hold on before you go on to your therapist. Right. Actually, let me hear what the therapist said first. Go ahead. Let me hear about the therapist. No, listen, she, she, said, she said, okay, it's been 18 months. And I think, I think you're good. I think I'm ready to put you back in the world by yourself. You can come maybe once a month. I was going twice a week. Mm -hmm. She said, you can come like once a month just to check in, just have some girl talk. And, um, but I think you're ready. I think you did the work and I think you're ready. And I said, ready for what? And she said, I, I want you to start dating. And I said, for what? Like, I've been single this long. I've done the work. I'm feeling good. I've shed at 52 pounds. I'm like, I'm good. She's like, no, I don't want you to be the cat lady. I don't, I, I don't want you to keep going home and making dinner for one, because that's not who you are. You are mm -hmm. a nurturer. You are, uh, uh, you, you are that wife figure. So I want you back in that role. You just have to be back in that role with somebody that's assigned to you. And that's what mm -hmm. I want to send you in the world to do. And I said, I see these jokers every day at work. <laughs> This ain't it. Okay. Like <laughs> starting over. I, I I'm good. I don't I don't want to be bothered with like the line, the pickup lines and the lies and the married men who acting single and the single men that like chasing Instagram models and, and that those type of facades. I'm not interested in any of that. And she said, I, I didn't ask you what you're interested in. I told you to get back out there. So she created me a profile on a dating app called Bumble. Oh. <laughs> in the office she said I'm going to put you back out there and then 
that's how it all started. I started swiping, swiping and swiping. And I met my first match, scared to death, Harold, scared to death. Like, I don't even know how to date. Like I haven't dated in over a decade. Like what, what do we, I, the only thing I know how to do is get dressed. You know, I, I can, I can do that part of the date, but to sit here, like, what are we going to talk about? I don't, I don't know. Like that's scary. Starting over and dating, which is like, to me, it's like fake talk because it's all surface conversations and it's like, I do this anyway at work. So why I want to do this on my free time as well. Right. But I went on a date and it, it actually was a good time. We had a good time, but I immediately knew he not wasn't it. Right. He wasn't it. And, and she was like, well, we're not looking for the one. And I said, well, I'm not looking period. But since this is a part of my new assignment, like casual dating was never my thing. Um, I never casually dated. So I don't even know how to do this, let alone you want me to keep doing this? No, no. So we got to do the screening process a little bit better. Went out on a second date. Really like this guy here. I really did like this guy. But this guy was going through a transition himself. Mm. And so I feel hindsight when I was dating this guy, that I, I was there to help him through his transition. Yeah. Never for the long haul. Yeah. But again, had I not did the work on myself in those two years, wouldn't I wouldn't see signs. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I wouldn't see signs that this is not it or see signs like he needs you more than you need him kind of thing. Right. And I was okay with it. It's like, yep, yeah, we, can, we can go our separate ways. That's fine. And third time's the charm, Harold. Who would have thought that third time was the charm? And so when I swiped on uh, this gentleman, I immediately took it to my therapist like, ooh, I'm getting real good vibes about him, Shelly. I'm getting really good vibes. I mean, conversation on, cause you know, you just um, doing like a, a text back before. Not a text on the phone, but through the app. Yeah, right. And I mean like full on conversations. First of all, you know men don't text like that. Men don't have full on conversations, let alone conversations of substance. It wasn't like the weather, how's your day and things like that. It was like, let's talk about world issues. Let's talk about like previous relationships on the level of what did we learn from it? And what we hope not to do in the future. It was like substance, Harold. It was like, sir, <laughs> okay, hmm. this is different. And remember, different was good 10 years ago, right? We, we right. got with ex-husband because that, that was different from what I had before. But this different was a different of challenge. Everything that my therapist and I worked on that Cheryl did in her marriage, this man challenges me on it. Mm. It holds me accountable to keep those traits down in the dungeon. Like, let me pause, let me pause this for a second, okay? Let me pause this for a second and just say this. For those who are watching, like I want you to notice how she's been smiling this whole time, right? But when she started talking about her third, <laughs> third time's the charm, the glow <laughs> that you see. I'm just going to leave that right there. All right. So let's be talking about this third charm. Oh. So you were having all of this conversation and dialogue. So how was the first date? So 
it wasn't a date. It was a meetup, right? Because we're on the app. So okay, we just, right. it was uh-huh. a meetup. So we chose um, to meet at this restaurant here locally after work. And I'm just like, we have been chatting on the app for three weeks already. Mm. And just even during that time, just decided, let's just keep chatting, no face to face. But then we decided to do this meetup. And I was like, okay, here we go. It feels good, right? Everything going good. We talking good, substance conversations. And now the face-to-face, right? Well, too good to be true. It's like going through my head. Like, is he going to look like his pictures? And is he going to be like 500 pounds? You know, here come the bomb. That's what I was thinking. And so I pulled up and then text like, okay, I, I pull up. And he's like, okay. And he walks up to my car. So he waited in his car. So I guess he was thinking the same thing. Like, what's she going to look like? Is she gonna- <laughs> so he walks up to the car, come open my car door. And I was just like, oh, wow. Like, it's not too good to be true. It, it's just true. You're just true to who you said you are. Mm-hmm. And, and that was just like, okay. And at the table, conversation flowed. Um, I think usually dinner is about an hour, hour and a half. Harold, we were there for four hours mm-hmm. on the first meetup just talking, laughing, having an awesome time. And his effort after that, the very next day, had a great time last night. If you're available, I would like to see you today. And the day after, and the day after. I mean, it was like, (laughs) wow, like men actually do go after what they want. Men actually do lead. And I've never experienced that before. I've never experienced a relationship with a man who leads. And that was the difference that attracted me to him. You're so silly. (laughs) Because it just, for those who are listening, it just shows you like, after a breakup, there's life. And you can have what you want. Sometimes you have to do something a little different and you have to really put yourself out there. But once you work on yourself, you can identify what's good for you and what's not so you don't waste your time anymore. And then you can actually recognize and acknowledge what's really healthy for you, not just a temporary fix. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, absolutely. So here you are. Now I'm seeing you going everywhere. You popping up places. You're doing this. You're doing that. I'm like, do they even have a job? Like, I'm starting to get a little confused on what you like to do for a living. Um, I'm like, I don't even know. But the thing is, like I said, I've had the experience of seeing you with your former situation, and I've had the experience of being with you in your current <laughs> and future situation. I'm putting it out there. Um, Amen, so I received that. With that being said, and I'm, I'm able to say that in confidence because I've experienced the energy and the atmosphere. I'm going to leave and that it's right him. There. It's him. I'm telling you what. And I had to be, I had to be ready for him. Because mm-hmm. submissive Cheryl, who who is who was that? Non-existent. I was the leader, and now I'm the submissive one. Now I can trust. Now I can let him lead. Had I not did the work those two years, I would have missed him. 
I would have missed him. And thank goodness I did not. Because here I am. I am in love with that man. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I am. I know you and are. And he is so good to me, and he is good for me. Let me tell you something about the man that you're with. I was tempted to put up some couple pictures, but I said, I'm going to leave him. I'm going to leave him <laughs> in my head because once you start, I'm going to leave that alone. But you know. People pray. What I, I want to say about him is, and, and not to say I experienced necessarily bad vibes in the past, okay, with, with that situation. But what I experienced was a true desire to know you, know who matters to you, um, and really know what makes you you happy. So even in that small, you know, when we sat down for that meal that day, I was paying attention. I said, I want to know who, who this man is. <laughs> right. oh, let me make sure this is real. Let me see. I didn't even have to say much because you know why I didn't have to say much? I didn't have to put so much effort into pulling anything because he was giving it. So I was like, if he's giving this around people that he knows she cares about, and he that was the first time, but very open to talk about whatever you wanted to talk about. He was open for it. And in that moment, I was like, huh. He's a man that I am who I am. I love how I love. And I want what I want, but I'm going to take care of what I want. Indeed. And the conversation was light, but there was so much that he was giving. Even some of the questions he asked me. Now, we ain't going to go there. But I was just like, you sure you want to talk about this little awkward? You want to talk about this right now? But then I was just like, you know what? He, he's doing that because he wants to see what is his impact on your life. And he wants to be sure that that impact is what he he's trying to project but he naturally was. So I walked away saying, you know what? If I had to give her away, I guess this would be the one. <laughs> this would be the one I give her away to. And I, I, afterwards, I mean, you still look and you still watch, but I'm glad that God has truly taken you on the journey that he has because you had the tendency sometimes to get in your own way, okay? Get in your own way because you were in the pursuit of happiness. You wanted However, to be in control of it. Mm -hmm. You wanted to be in control of it. And you didn't allow for certain things to just truly organically rain on you. That's and so true. in this situation, it's completely different. You can tell you have grown. You can tell you have you have changed. You can tell you have leveled up. You can tell that you're just in a place where this is who Cheryl is. I'm not compromising me anymore. So whoever is going to be in my life has to be an asset and continuously assist me in being a better version of me. Mm. And therefore, I can assist them in being a better version of them. And you both speak the same language. And I feel like the only reason why you guys can speak the same language is because all of the work that you put in. So for those who are listening, put in the work. You deserve to live the better version of you. You truly deserve to live your 
best life. You know what I'm saying? Like, don't just think that the Instagram pictures, I don't care where you travel. I don't care. I watched this documentary where people weren't traveling nowhere, but still claiming that they were and living right. their life and they weren't. Okay. So with that being said, I don't even believe what social media really tells me. I believe in what I experience and what I feel in the presence of. And that presence I'm glad you put in the work. There's some things I know if you were going to be down with because I know you are, you know, you adopted some things and some, you know, there's some things that come along with this territory. It's not just a little doggy no more. But I'm leaving. I know. I didn't close that. Yeah, I said it. I know Open to me. new new things, absolutely. But but he, he taught me to live one day at a time. Yes. Um, and like you said, it, I have to allow things to just happen instead of trying to control what's happening. And I promise you, as I give up that control more and more each day, because it's, it's still there. He's still side eyeing me sometimes like, what are you doing? Like, there's Independence Cheryl again. I'm like, OK, got it. Noted. Got it. Um, that we, we have to allow ourselves the room to grow in the room to do something different. Mm. Whew. All right. You know, we can go on and on and on. But I, I, I know, how This has been great. We got stuff to do. So I'm going to keep this moving. Um, but, you know, we always like to do just one more word of advice. So we're going to go ahead and move on to a word of advice segment. Hold up. So... For the listeners and those who are watching, Cheryl, what is one word? And when I say word, it's not literally, don't give me just one word, okay? When I say a word, I'm talking about going to church. You know, you give a word, all right? So what is one word to you that you can say to those who are out there, women, men, all of the above, who have gone through a hard breakup, a divorce, or something that has just completely taken them out of believing in love again? What is one word of advice that you can give them in their path to choosing love again? Um, I'll give you two words, Harold. It's okay. It's okay that it happened. It's okay that you feel how you feel. And I want you to allow yourself to feel all of those feelings, the feelings of hurt, the feelings of anger, the feeling of disappointment, the feeling of being a failure. Because again, who, who thinks about divorce when it's supposed to be forever? It's okay that it ended. It's okay that it didn't work out. But it's even more okay to start over again, whatever that looks like for you, whether it's a physical thing, like what I did, losing the weight and you know, getting that mirror um, image back on point. It, it's okay to put yourself back out there, to be vulnerable, to trust. And it's truly, truly okay for you to do something different for you because you are who you have and you have to take care of you. That's my word, Harold. All right. And so for those who are listening, I just want to say in choosing to love again, that it's important before you choose to love someone else, it's important that you take the time to really love on yourself and get to know yourself because at the end of the day, you are meant to really live and excel, but you have to put in the work and understand that it's okay. No one's perfect. You don't have to be perfect, but that doesn't mean that because of whatever happened in the past that you don't deserve to love again. 
Ooh, Cheryl is a testimony, okay? But we're going to go ahead and we're going to move on to another segment. And I like this segment. And it's going to be real quick because I know you got to get ready to go. And it's called This or That. So when it comes to this or that, I'm going to give you two things to choose from. You have to choose either this or that. So I may say something like Michelle Obama or Oprah Winfrey. You have to just choose one and keep it moving and tell me a reason why you may go with that. But don't get too long winded. This is not an award show. All right. (laughs) We're going to start. I know you love music. So let's start off with Rihanna or Beyonce. Oh, Beyonce, because she's a Virgo. Next. Okay, so let's talk about this. Since we're talking about relationships, long walks on the beach or morning jogs with Bay? Morning jogs with Bay. We got to stay snatched together for our vacations. <laughs> All right. So, would you prefer a night of dancing or a night of cuddling? Now, Harold, I think all the viewers know the answer to this question. You got to put me on the dance floor. All night long. All night. Now, I knew I was going to get that, but I know because that would be, I don't know. You might have been like, you know what? Let me cuddle and and, and have a good time. Um, I mean, I I do a little bit of cuddling, but (laughs) you still cutting the rug. Okay. Okay, The whole rug. Do you prefer a vacation with Bay or a vacation with the girls? Ooh. You better choose wisely. I know. I'm going to get a joke. I don't know. Okay, I, don't, I don't know. I equally, can I equally like them? No. I'll give you one plead the fifth. Okay, vacation with Bay. <laughs> All right, so let me wrap this up and I'll give you one more question. Okay. Michael B. Jordan or Amari Hardwick? <laughs> and whichever one you don't choose, will never be seen again. Oh, Omari Hardwick. Mm. Okay, so here's a question. Omari Hardwick or Bay? (laughs) (laughs) Can I use that plea to fifth? I will give you that plea to fifth on this one. All right, that's a wrap. So that will wrap this up. But before we go, we always love to hear, and I have to ask this question, um, and we're going to move on to our song of the episode. All right. So if you can name one song to be your theme song in life, where you are right now, what would that song be? And before you say it, for those who are watching, you will not hear the song. You have to search for the song. But for those who are listening, you will hear it as soon as we wrap this up. So with that being said, Cheryl, what is that song for you? Um, Absolutely, that song for me is Fantasia, Lose to Win. Hmm. That song speaks to me on so many levels. Um, I mean, first of all, Pantanship, she could sing her behind off. But if you really, really listen to the lyrics of that song, you'll see in that song, she she was in a fight. She was in the ring just like me. She didn't want to let go. She didn't want to leave. She knew that there could be better. But she had to come to terms with she had to lose. 
in order to win again. And in this moment in my life, I'm a winner, baby. Beautiful. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining me and talking about this topic, Choose to Love Again. Um, for those who are watching, thank you for tuning in. Um, and for those who are listening, you can now check out this song because you know this is Cheryl's theme song because she's a winner. Okay. Yep. Cheryl's a winner. And it is Fantasia, Lose to Win. That he loves me Sometimes it's just not money Never had to afford me Now I'm sick and tired You just take it right Knowing I forgive you You ain't here for dinner Like I'm up again I loved you for your inner Inner, inner And the next guy is out there You're too scared Have you ever Need someone so bad But he ain't willing to make it last Sometimes you gotta lose To win again If it makes you cry, cry, cry And all you do is fight Can't get no sleep It was worry, you didn't want nobody Thought it would get better But it's falling more than Oh, it's falling more than ever I just hope that we would Cause you're always up to no good Maybe it'll take someone else
ガガン。